So your favorite song right off that, well, the one that sort of is like your power song. What's your power song? Oh, man. That you love. That's like fun. Remember, my whole life has been music. There are like a thousand songs went through my head in that instant. <laughs> Not pick just one. one. Pick one. <laughs> Can I pick one after or nope. think about it? Nope. Just one now. I'm just going to play it. This is just going to get us off like running like crazy here. We're, we're just going to pick one. Oh, jeez. Why did she tell me this beforehand? I don't know. <laughs> One okay, song. how about I pick one for you? What do you think? What is that? Here we go, ready? song. <laughs> Where do you have your songs? Did you like that? Not so much. No? <laughs> no. And you this were. is not even a song that you like? You were, you were. Do you have, uh, what do you have there? What are you, what are you uh, pulling your songs from? So now this is Chris's song. Woo! Oh yeah, oh, of course! <laughs> this is a great song, by the way. <laughs> I gotta say, this is the Woman of Inspiration podcast. Um, I'm gonna go into the green room. I'm gonna pause it for just a moment because okay. we're gonna talk about the interview and then I'm gonna go live again. So I'm All gonna right. pause and then we're All gonna right. go live and I'm gonna do some fun stuff, some more fun stuff. You ready? All right. Okay. 
Hi everyone, my name is Monica Kretschmer and I'm the founder and CEO of the Universal Women's Network, Woman of Inspiration Awards, and this is the Woman of Inspiration Podcast, where we interview inspiring women and the men that support her, making an impact locally, nationally, and globally. Super excited to introduce my guest today is none other than Christopher Kennedy. Chris is a co-founder of the Virgin Beauty and the Bitch podcast. So uh, Chris, it's so exciting. I, I, I invited you to be a part of the Woman of Inspiration podcast. You were my very first member with Canadian Business Chicks. You remember that? And now mm-hmm. you're going to be my very first man on the Woman of Inspiration podcast. So I thought it was very consistent to actually invite you on as my first, again, to be part of that uh, legacy. How does that feel? I'm all about first. Right? It's amazing. And you, so I want to go back to how you and I met. And, you know, when I talk about male supporters and how important it is, how men play such a significant part in our journey, um, it was 2015. Three years ago. No, no, wasn't the very first Woman of Inspiration Award? It was the second one. It was the second the one. Second one. Okay, yeah. so it was 2016 mm-hmm. at Winsport in Calgary, and literally I could count on my hand how many men were in the room. Yes. You were one of them that I didn't even know what that was there because it was a packed room. We had 400 people yep. um, at that event, and I didn't actually know the impact that was made until like almost a year later, Chris. So maybe you can talk to me about that because we didn't connect up until much later. Well, someone who had um, worked with you uh, and knew what I was doing as far as the podcast suggested it would be a good marriage for me to come and see what you were up to. So Heather, my co-host, and I came down to your event and we were totally in alignment with what you had been uh, putting together and how you were celebrating these uh, tremendous women. Um, so we were happy to connect with you and grow close to you and help you and you know do what we can to uh, be part of what you do. So that's how it all came together. And I remember specifically that I had no idea that you had been so inspired being at the awards that you actually went back and you guys did your podcast, the yes. Virgin Beauty and the Bitch. You did an episode. Same um, day. Same, same day. day. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. And that's all we talked about because one of the things that uh, we noticed was there needed to be more men in the room. If this is going to work holistically, there needed to be men there as well. So we talked about that as well. So for those that are watching, those that are joining us live, Chris, um, yourself and Heather have this amazing podcast, which is just growing. How many episodes? I think 120. We are one episode away from 100. One episode away from 100. Okay, well, maybe have me back. (laughs) If you want to call me back and we'll have that 100, I'd be happy to do that, just saying. (laughs) But that is super cool. I'm so excited. That's a huge milestone. I know that uh, Heather is a woman of inspiration. She's an amazing, amazing woman. Um, I interviewed her, actually, part of our biz chat um, because now she's with the 
Congress, um, the Labor Congress in Ontario, formerly the Labor Congress in Alberta. So she's just a wealth of knowledge. And I think that was um, the day that they actually were signing um, to have that relief um, package um, for all of the, what was it, the businesses? I think it was the businesses that day that they were actually working through all of the red tape. So anyways, I'm going to have you talk about what inspired you to create the Virgin Beauty Bitch podcast. And then talk about the name. I want to know a little bit more, like what inspired you? So the story began for me back in 2011. I went to a Tony Robbins seminar and uh, through that seminar over 10 days in Florida, I sat in a room full of uh, people from all over the world. And over those 10 days, I heard a lot of women share their pain and suffering. It just culminated to me that this story of what they were suffering from needed to be heard. And how I heard it was these women had abandoned their feminine. They had become masculinized and they were suffering because they had to live in a world where they had to be more man than woman. So I came back and started doing research to write a book. The book idea came to me about a year later and uh, I decided to write a book on it. Actually, not that book. The book that I had in mind was, is still in a writing. It's what I work on every day. It's a book on the feminine. And uh, in the meantime, um, I went back to Vancouver for an event four years ago. And there was a gentleman there talking about podcasting. I never thought about podcasting. My focus was on a book. Podcasting meant nothing to me. However, the way that he framed it and the way that he introduced it as being able to get into it um, pretty much with very, very little equipment, I thought this might be a great way to talk about my topic with experts and get a little more information about my main topic. That's when I met Heather. was shortly after I came back from Vancouver, I had a business coach and he um, knew what I was passionate about. And he said, you have to meet this woman. She's along the same lines, I think. Why don't you guys uh, maybe connect and see if there's any kind of synergy there. First time I met Heather, we went for coffee and uh, we talked for three hours. We were just totally, totally in connection with each other. And I said, hey, I'm trying to put together a podcast. I think that doing it myself would be fine. However, I think it'd be more powerful if we had the two perspectives. She agreed. And about a month later, we started the podcast. Uh, A week later, we met you, basically went to your event and did an episode on that. One of our first few episodes that we ever did. And the Virgin Beauty Bitch came to me as just an idea. I was thinking of Beauty and the Beast. I was thinking of names, right? You know how you have a business and you have to come up with a name. So for whatever reason, Beauty and the Beast came to mind. And the universe, is, I, cannot, I cannot say that this is my brilliant idea. Just those three words came to me, virgin, beauty, bitch, as representatives of what I now call man-made woman. These are icons or archetypes as I call them, that women are made to fit into through their lifetimes, they may not even be aware of they are playing a role that has been fashioned for them. This virgin, 
beauty bitch because every woman goes through these steps through their lives. So that's basically how the uh, concept came together. It sort of came as a download from who knows where. However, it had a purpose and a meaning when it was downloaded to me. I just had to figure it out. Mm. That's where the book that you held up there, Virgin Beauty Bitch, that's where it comes from, is explaining basically the co-title is um, Origin of the Man-Made Woman. So basically the book goes through these three archetypes, their history, and how they impact women today. Amazing. And I know you you have it specifically laid out in the book, Chris, where it's like virgin, and you talk all about virginity and, you know, birthing and uh, the beauty, and then the bitch, you know, it's, it's really, it's really fascinating um, that you've it's so powerful what you're creating um, with Heather um, and you're giving women the voice um, to talk about so many things what and I have to ask you what you know have been some of the most impactful interviews other than mine of course, <laughs> other than my first you know couple interviews but um, <laughs> you know what have been your you know the most eye-opening or aha moments that you've had as you've interviewed these women what tell us about some of those experiences our topics are range they range from anything basically that impacts a woman in her life it doesn't have to necessarily be on those three themes that we find our subject however every woman has been impacted by these three words in some way so regardless of what they do what they're uh their, um, what they're focused on in their lives, um, these three archetypes still fit every woman. So it doesn't matter who we talk to about what they do and what they're doing in the world, these three archetypes will have touched them in some way. And we can always talk about that. The last interview we did was quite fascinating uh, because we talked to a woman who had been a virgin for 40 years of her life. So we talked to her about why. And we talked to her, her about how did that impact her life in relationship to the people and women around her. It was, it was a really fascinating interview because you don't see very many 40-year-old virgins that you get to actually have a conversation with who's willing to talk openly about their experience and how they've managed to um, make their way through life without this aspect being uh, explored so that would that was a fascinating interview that was just the last one we did Amazing. so you know i know that you've touched on some really um interesting topics as Mm -hmm. well so tell me some of those interesting topics some of the like kind of almost the uncomfortable conversations that you've had like you know Sex is, sex is always interesting. Um, we talked to a woman who um, invented a sex pleasure, um, what would you call it? Toy, machine, companion. Companion <laughs> works. Right, and uh, to talk to her, because she's very, very liberal in her sexuality and how she feels women should be able to enjoy their sexuality. And she, she and her team, she is brilliant absolutely brilliant woman um, 
And uh, the conversation with her was quite fascinating because the way she talks is without filters mm. at all. But it comes straight from the heart. You, can, you know it's coming straight from her heart when she talks. So that was a, a, a fascinating. We talked to a woman who spent a part of her life in a cult and what that experience was like being held in a cult as a woman being basically forced to do what has traditionally been the feminine roles and having no power outside of that for that period of her life and then now being transformed from that lifestyle into a woman who is now very very into the world very very liberal has a business who uh, helps other women uh, express her, themselves because of what she learned from being in this cult and having to be so guarded in her life well, lifestyle. Now she can help other women explore and explode out of their whatever rigid thoughts they have about themselves and who they have to be. So that, I mean, all these women have so many fascinating things to offer that are so different. That's what I love about what we do. It's not about just the virgin beauty bitch. It's about women and their fascinating lifestyles and how they've come to express themselves and how they can influence and guide other women to express themselves fully, completely. That's what I love about what we do. And I can't stress the importance or the, you know, how that is really, really key is to give the women a voice. And I think podcasts like yourself, you know, um, interviewing women, like Women of Inspiration, we interview women again and in a whole other area. Um, some of them same, some of them different, um, but just so we validate them and listen to them and get to share their stories, it paves the way for other women to step into their own power and to use their own voice. So I just want to say that the work that yourself and Heather are doing is so, so incredibly important. And, um, you know, you're empowering women to have a voice that otherwise would, sometimes is silent. I would add this. We've had a handful of tremendous men on the show as well. Um, guys who who get it they 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 see the full scope of human um potential mm. and they're not they're not bogged down with um just the male or the masculine perspective of what's good for them or what they can get out of living through this life but what they can do for humanity in general mm. uh, so there are some tremendous men we've had the opportunity and uh, privilege to talk to as well and I, I and that's something really interesting for me that I want to talk about now is right now we're in a very you know empowering women um, you know it's really important to advocate and to advance women personally and professionally um, right now we have the ability to welcome men to the conversation and like I was relaying earlier in the interview was you were one of our very first um, male um, members in our organization and how powerful that was and you were fully embraced and your presence in the room and at the events and anything that you know were a part of or conferences on the stage on the panels your voice was a compliment to the the support 
for advancing women. And so I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, support her and what that means. Chris. So for me, I guess what I truly am is a humanist. I'm not masculine driven. I'm not female driven per se. However, I do see the imbalance. And I do know that in order for this world to, well, humanity to reach its potential, its full phenomenal potential, that both have to be involved fully, completely. You cannot bar the door on one and hope to reach what is our potential as human beings, as humanity. So support her, I see as just, you know, a different platform for what we do is to allow that voice, that inspiration, that motivation, that power to also be equal in the room where people are listening and need guidance or need inspiration or need motivation. They need to hear both voices, not just one. And I think that's really powerful. I, you know, want to acknowledge our date today, which is March 29th. It is Sunday, 2020. March 11th, 2020, the World Health Organization declared a global pandemic. We've experienced his, history. We're, we're experiencing a historical time in our lives right now that is unprecedented. You know, like around the globe, everybody's experiencing this at once. Um, schools are closed borders are closed, businesses are shut down, hotels are shut down, skeleton crews for airlines, um, emergency response packages from governments all over the world. But there's a real sense, like you talk about it, um, that I've noticed, Chris, over these past couple weeks, really very significant, is that there's not a discussion about the you know that it's we it's so united what i'm seeing is very much united um the discussions about um women empowerment and you know the it's just I, I just see so much allies and united um conversations happening and actually they aren't even conversations right now it's just about getting through this together it's like together we're stronger. And so maybe uh, how are you, you know, you see everything else going on as well. Like, what is your take on that? Like I, I it, this whole moment that is so uncertain has unified the world. Well, the last couple of weeks I've been motivated to go on and do these short pieces that I've recorded and putting onto social media slowly. The first one I did was last week, and it was basically on being, um, what's the word? For me, it's, it's gratitude. It's fear. However, the trump on that is gratitude. So that, that was the first one I did was last week. And then I just recorded one yesterday, and it was about this reflex that a lot of people have is that you get into 
stereotyping and nationalizing and shrinking your world. That even when you pass someone on the street, you ignore them, you don't look at them, mm. right? You, you shrink your world so, so small that you can't even be human anymore. So that was a, a conversation I just shared this morning. I had another conversation with a friend this morning that was quite powerful. And for me, it's like, it's like, what's the first thing that happens when you call uh, to get service on your computer or your internet or whatever, and you call the, the tech department? What do they say? Put you on hold. No, but after they do that, they say, Unplug have you unplugged it? Oh, right. Yes, that's the next one. Have you unplugged it? Yeah. reset already. Of yeah. course. First, I'm put on hold and I listen to music and <laughs> press one if you want the music, press two if you don't. That's, yeah, but so reset. For, for me, this is nature pulling the plug on humanity to reset. How we come out of this, how we move forward from this, time will tell. But we have an opportunity here to get a perspective on what actually is important to us. What do we actually value? We get an opportunity, space, to evaluate what's important to us. Right now, athletes aren't the most important things in our lives. Medicare people are, people who are in that industry are the most important people on the planet Earth right now. When we get back to normal, will those roles flip or will they just flip back to the way they were? These kinds of things that is what I'm really interested in seeing what will happen after all of this. Well, I tell you where I'm already at, Chris, as you know, I am, you know, I, I tell the story about being in the floods in 2013, mm -hmm. how the first three days of the floods, I was called to Bowness to go and leave my job mm -hmm. and go to the community of Bonas that was like a war zone and start helping. And, you know, like I'm really great at building communities, building things, leading, and and I'm a kind of a big vision person. So after the first three days of doing all of the work, I fell in that um, puddle that was three feet deep and crossed over into a piece of vacant land. And that became a spot for people to unite and celebrate right so right now i'm 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 almost i'm at that zone again so i'm not i'm already planning the celebration i'm already planning the recognition i'm already planning to celebrate the healthcare workers the frontline people i've got it all mapped out you know and it's a little bit you know people are like aren't you a little nervous about planning this because it's so uncertain i'm like no i'm i'm so sure that we are going to get through it. We are. Yes. But I also know how important it is to build something on the other side where we can recognize and celebrate our leaders that are pulling us through. That is a critical, critical thing. So that's what I'm focused on building right now. And so I see that um, the other side. So as a civilization of people, as societies, will we also take the same tact at the end of this all this too will pass mm. however how will we approach life and what's important afterwards after we've gone through what we've gone through and our values have now become very very clear and they're not necessarily what they were three weeks ago so i believe uh that our 
bar for heroes is going to change. Um, I think it's going to not, I think we're going to raise up more heroes. I think our ability to think about who is actually a hero and a leader, um, it's just going to be a broader description of that. So I don't think that we'll lose any of the heroes because everybody brings something significant, but I think it's going to really raise up the bar for some underserved heroes to be recognized. And I don't think that that's going to go away. I think it's going to be top of mind because this is such a significant time that we're always going to go back to how that was so important. Like it was like a, hold on a sec. We, we're now, um, it's, it's the reset that you're talking about, right? It's like values. Um, you know, just paying attention. I guess what I want to know is, will we also pay them accordingly? That is something that will be interesting to find out, right? Um, that will be the question. <laughs> I I, can't, I don't have an answer for that. That to me is the core proof that we have turned a corner that we understand what it actually is important to us. Well, I know that the, the grocery store attendants, um, the flight attendants, the flight crews, having actually been a flight attendant for so many years, um, the people that are on the front lines really care about people deeply. And so I'm so excited that they are getting the recognition, the acknowledgement right now, because it, it just kind of was like, eh. You know, it wasn't really on the radar, but now there are heroes and I'm excited about that. And I, I, I do believe, Chris, that it will change because people do realize how important the necessities and our frontline people are. It's clear now. We'll see, we'll see at the end of this. <laughs> well, we'll have to have another conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. So one thing, um, you know, I'd like to talk about is male role models. Right, raising a 13 year old boy, there are not enough male role models around, mm-hmm. ones that yeah. honor, respect, um, advocate, yeah. want to push women up. That's why I created Support Her, mm-hmm. um, is they do exist. Yeah. We just gotta find out. And they're coming out. They're like, I support her, I support her. So how important it is, is it? Um, for men to step up and and be a visible support her. That's always been important because right now, and I don't want to, to say this in any demeaning fashion, but men have the power in the way that we have created the world we've created. So for, we all know about when you go for a job interview, what do they do? They ask for people who have known you, worked with you, and can speak on behalf of your, you know, what, what you bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, women are, as they move forward, uh, there are men who can add that voice of authority and of, that can be of true value to women as they move forward. It's, uh, it's like um, having a sailboat and having no wind to take you anywhere. That voice of a man who's respected in whatever field it might be, 
to have his voice behind you as a support, as a wind to move you forward, that is totally very, very critical in the world that we've created and the way that we've created our world. It is very, very important to have those voices at your back that push you forward and support you. Absolutely. And I, I want to say that the conversations that I've had with some amazing um, leaders is that they are seeking out women to bring onto their teams for succession for succession plans. They want to be able to mentor women so that they can leave and retire and then have the women take over those positions. It's really exciting times right now. And I'm being contacted all the time about opportunities like that. So I'm, I'm working on something to, to enable that to happen because it's so important. We talk about pipelines, we talk about um, how do we empower women in the workforce and you know, there's some amazing opportunities out there. So, um, you know, through mentorship and coaching and, um, you know, but you have to actually identify that, yes, I support her first. Um, and separate yourself and then step into those leadership positions. And I Absolutely. think like platforms like your platform, my platform, where we have these conversations that we're putting energy towards it will open up the doors for others to talk about it as well. Do you agree? Exactly. And for women who do not yet believe in how powerful they are to hear others who were in their same shoes, same position, and to see how they've advanced themselves and the voice they have, I think that is very valuable as well. Mm. So let me ask you something. Um, now, I'm going to go back to where we are in our current economic state right now. And the reason why I really wanted to, I mean, I'm recording, I am working 24-7. There is no pause on my, like I am in mode of getting inspirational speakers. I am in the mode of telling stories, sharing um, the adversity and um, inspiring people right now. I think people really need to be inspired and to be hopeful of things and going through adversity like I've got. I'm like, ah, this is time. I'm, I'm in my zone here, right? Like I thrive during this stuff. So um, I'm gonna start coaching that as well. But what I would love to know and um, discuss with you is through the stories that you've had, how important is adversity to growth? My personal philosophy is that the nature of human beings is that for us to grow, adversity is critical. If we are, we, we are naturally seek um, security. That is something that is innate in us, is to be secure. However, that same security can stunt our moving forward because in order to move forward, you have to get out of security. You have to get out of your comfort zone. So these two things are conflicting. So adversity forces you out of your comfort zone. Now you have to do something you're not comfortable with. Now you have to go places you don't necessarily want to go. Meet people you don't necessarily think that you can live up to meeting because of whatever fears you have about your lack of uh, abilities or whatever that might be. 
adversity forces you to do that. It forces you to make that step forward when the lily pad you're on is very comfortable because you don't know where that step is going to lead. <laughs> but that's how we grow. That's how we advance as a human as human beings. There are so many, I mean, our history of, of, of human, hum, humanity is people putting their lives on the line to do things and go places where today they're normal for us. But someone had to get into an airplane for the first time and risk dying in order to learn that humans can fly. Now we take that for granted. Mm. But in order to grow and for us to be able to fly, someone had to put their lives on the line. That's every person's life is like that. In order for you to personally grow, you have to put something on the line and get out of your comfort place. Yeah. It's the only place we can grow. We, we complain about it, we bitch about it, right? However, it's the only way. You're not, you're not going to grow in comfort. You're just not. You have to be uncomfortable to grow. So embrace being uncomfortable. Because you're growing. You're learning something. And I've always found that the adversity is a gift. We could, we would never ever in a million years force what we're actually experiencing now. We would never ask for it. And that's the beauty of it. You know, and I always think back to, you know, what pulls me through all the time is, you know, is the adversity is that it's out of your control. You're in a completely different scenario that you would never put yourself through that pain or suffering at all. Um, but that's when the biggest growth happens with people, like you're saying. So right now, it's, a, I call it a big, beautiful mess. It really is. But it's also such a gift for each and every one of us to learn how we are supreme humans and we're so strong we will get through this but the big beautiful gift out of it is that you're gonna really turn into a butterfly after this if you choose to if you choose to you can stay in your you know little you know caterpillar self your whole life if you want to this is this is nature forcing you now to take stock of what is actually valuable to you what do you want not just as a person who goes to work and makes enough to get you know the things that you need to get to survive and maybe have a little fun but what is actually valuable to you is your family valuable to you more now than they were three weeks ago like what is actually valuable to you is the job you were doing three weeks ago really the most important thing to you and is it the best you can do this is a this is a pause you get you get to sit on the shelf for a while and really think about these things if you want to use the time that way not everyone will it's i think it's powerful how we're all experiencing this time of adversity all the way around the world like the energy is so strong we're experiencing it together which yep. is powerful and you're right not everybody is going to embrace that um, but hopefully the opportunities to talk and have conversations like we're having 
may open up that door for somebody to see a light when they couldn't see a light. And I think that's my goal to do these conversations specifically now more than ever and in, in booking them and in working so hard to get those messages out right now to people is that let's shine the light in the dark places for people that can't see that light. Exactly. 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 So Chris, I'm super excited about, you know, your 100th podcast coming up. Um, once again, I'd love to be that 100 <laughs> thing. I'm your first, I'll be your 102. Um, your book, um, your book is out. It's the Virgin Beauty Bitch. Um, it's written, origin of the man-made woman. Um, it's based on you know, how you, the reason why, your reason why is in this book here. So I'd suggest that everybody, um, you know, visit the link of, what's the link? You tell everybody. Virginbeautybitch.com, you can get everything from there. Okay, awesome. And they can also go onto your website and sort of listen to um, the podcast that you've um, been working on and you know, 100 will be coming up very shortly. So we look forward to um, seeing your journey grow. I'm excited about, you know, having you participate, um, you know, in the Success Summit in the fall that we're going to be doing. Did I ask you about that yet? As an, as I think we talked it. about it briefly, no, but now that the more. dates are kind of you, set. You just know that I'll support you, so you just you know, you just roll with it, right? I know. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. I voluntold, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I, it has been a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for those of you joining us on Facebook Live. Uh, this is the Woman of Inspiration podcast, and my guest today was Chris Christopher Kennedy, uh, co-founder of the Virgin Beauty and the Bitch with uh, Heather Erland. So thank you, Chris. Um, It's always been a pleasure and it was my honor to actually have you on my podcast today. Thank you so much for your guidance and support in the microphone and behind the scenes sort of uh, you've helped to coach me on on the area um, of getting these podcasts out. And uh, so I really appreciate your appreciate your support on that end and I look forward to this next journey and this next chapter that we're on and seeing all the beautiful things that we're going to create well we love what you stand for and we love that you actually not just stand but you run with it and um, (laughs) I run very fast yes now it's up to us to follow Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Have a great day. And uh, thank you again for joining us on the Woman of Inspiration podcast. Thank you. Pleasure. Pleasure.